Welcome to Soul Lies, where the spiritual and the soul crosses paths. Stay tuned to learn ways to grow your spiritual understanding in order to realize your soul beliefs. This podcast will help you learn the truth and propel you towards freedom in Christ Jesus. This is Jenny Fouts, licensed counselor in Louisiana at Christian Center Shreveport. Hello everyone, welcome to today's self-talk notice. Hopefully you guys are feeling a little bit more empowered that you're learning about what self-talk is and how to begin to understand it and how it's working in your life so that you will feel like you have the ability to start controlling some of these things. But first, I want to talk uh, just a little bit about one scripture that talks about self-talk to remind us why we're talking about self-talk in the first place, because we want to get ourselves to a gospel talk and a biblical talk. Let's start and let's read in Esther. Now, Esther chapter 6 Um, the king couldn't sleep and this, he said, Hey, bring me out all the records I want to hear. And they, so they read him the records and he heard about Mordecai and the great deeds that Mordecai had done. So the king asked, verse three, what honor or recognition has been shown to Mordecai for this? The king's servants that attended him replied, nothing has been done for him. The king said, who is in the courtyard? Now Haman had just come into the outer courtyard of the king's palace to speak to the king about hanging Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And isn't it awesome? God had this king, you know, I can't sleep, so bring me out the chronicles. And he just read about the wonderful deeds that Mordecai had done for him. So the king's servants and adds, Haman is standing in the courtyard. The king said, let him come in. When Haman entered, the king asked him, what should be done for a man? This is the king talking, verse 6. What should be done for a man whom the king desires to honor? Now Haman thought to himself, whom would the king desire to honor rather than me? So Haman replied, Oh, the man in the king's desire to honor, let him bring out royal robes that the king has worn and a horse for which the king has ridden and let him place a royal robe on him and his head and parade him throughout the town. So here we have another instance where we are getting to hear the thought of Haman. Now Haman's thought was not great, as he said to himself, because what he wants to do is kill Mordecai. But God set it up where Haman actually had to honor Mordecai. So I, I think God is, is awesome because our thoughts are made known to God. What is the main reason why you want to work on your self-talk? Is because your self-talk is not God-pleasing. Your self-talk and the chatter that you have in your head separates you from him. So God wants you to be able to think about these things and begin to change them. You know, Jesus didn't have that kind of self-talk. He said, I do what I see the Father doing, and I say what I hear the Father say. You know, that's what we want to be able to do. He did not think of himself in ways that we think of ourselves. 
So it's a real sobering thought to think about here, you know, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us and we have Christ in us. We are sealed by the power of his blood. And then we talk to ourselves the way we do sometimes. It's a very sobering moment to realize your thought is being heard by God about yourself. So that is the main motivating factor of why you want to change. It's it's clear that this is damaging to your relationship with the Lord. Now, biblical views of how why we want to change is not what the world wants you to change. The world wants you to change your self-talk so you feel better about yourself. So you can grow within yourself. So you can develop the power within yourself. It's really asking you to seek your own self-salvation. It's really promoting that self. And that's not what we want to do. That's not part of the biblical talking. So when you're walking through this and we are going through these voices of the self-talk, you think, well, what is, what is the point? Okay, so I talk better, I'll stop this. You really want to understand the difference of how we want to think versus how the world wants you to think. Now, you can, there's a lot of really good motivational speakers out there. They're great. You can listen to them. But does it really stick to you? Does it really help you change your thinking towards biblical thinking most of them know most of them want you to discover the the power of positive thinking within yourself so you can become a success for yourself it's doing things for self by self with self which is not what the lord teaches at all the lord teaches us that we need him we need his help to do anything and we need his help to change our own self-talk. <clears throat> now, I know we did not get to finish all of the types of voices that we have. So let's, let's go through some of those now that you're motivated to be able to move towards a biblical thinking. Another voice that you might have on the inside is the voice that this lady calls a limiter, meaning you don't want to take risk. You don't want to step out there. No, you don't want to talk to that person because they might think that you're dumb. They might think that you're wrong. They might think that you're stupid. They might think, don't don't invest in that. Don't move towards that. Don't step up to there. Don't get that promotion. Because the idea is if you do then that's going to make you vulnerable. And that vulnerability feels bad, and it wants to limit that feeling. So it's about, once again, about staying safe. It will also limit your relationships. Don't stretch out. Don't get to be that friend. You don't want to do that. Some of you might might have that. Another voice, and we've talked about guilt, but this is the shamer. It never lets you move on from something. Like if you did something bad, it's going to remind you over and over and over again so that you will never do that something bad again. Now, most of the time that doesn't really 
work for us. We continue to do this something bad. You know, we might not do that some one thing that something's bad, but we have a tendency that we keep doing doing that. We keep doing the same thing over and over again. But that shamer is there to to make you feel bad and terrible and awful so that you will never make that mistake again. And of course, Demons love to jump in on that bandwagon, as you know, to beat yourself up for some mistake or something you did wrong, you know, for years and years and years later. You know, how many times as parents, we all have to deal with the guilt of the times that we didn't do as good. We wish we had done better or we wish we had done something different. And that shamers, they remind you over and over and over again, all the mistakes and it's how much it's your fault. Because if you don't make that mistake again, then you will not have those bad, terrible feelings and you'll be safe. So the idea is, once again, is that you're going to be safe. So we buy into that lie and we begin to talk and talk and talk about it. Another voice is the chopper. She calls it the chopper. It cuts others down so that you can feel better about yourself. And that we would probably, as Christians, maybe, you know, the judgmental spirit, but in, in order to feel good about you, you have to put others down. And that's, that's the idea is to keep away the secret internal thought that you have is that you're not really as good as other people. So you truly have the belief that you're not as good as other people. So there's that voice in there that constantly cuts others down so that you won't have this feeling and that you will stay safe and know that you're okay. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm, I'm doing fine. Kind of like Haman. You know, Haman had this chopper voice in there. He was going to do this to Mordecai. He was so mad. And then he thinks to himself, oh, look, the king would only want to honor someone like me because I'm awesome. Even though he's building the gallows to hang Mordecai, right? So these voices that we have are voices that you use in your daily, everyday life because we constantly talk to ourselves and we don't even realize that we're doing it. But it's there because we bought into the lie. We, we believe the lies that these voices are helpful, that they keep us safe. When actuality, the truth is, it does not. It keeps you away from Christ. It keeps you away from being vulnerable. It keeps you away from stretching out and doing something new. It keeps you hidden in your shame and guilt from Him, from Christ. Make me think that way in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And you begin to fight the fight because you don't want to buy into those lies anymore. Those lies are done. As you've gone through this week, next week we'll cover some more more about biblical thinking. But as you go through this week and you've learned to recognize some of the conversations that you have inside, really begin to put your foot forward and begin to break the lie over yourself about what your voices do for you. Now, you may have one of those voices. You may have a different one that wasn't named. You may have several of those kinds of voices you need to know what those voices are doing for you. You need to know the lie that you believe. So that voice that you repeat over and over and over again, that you've bought into that lie is keeping you safe 
that you begin to break that lie. I don't need that lie anymore. I don't need to bring up those mistakes anymore. And begin to just break break that. Talk to yourself in a different way. Use your spiritual voice on the inside to confront these other voices that have come from the world. Okay, they've not come from God, they've come from the world. So you're going to use a spiritual voice to confront those other voices and say, no, you're not going to take me down that road. I am not in the name of Jesus. I am not going to believe that lie. And I break that lie over my life in the name of Jesus. And however you want to say it, there's no special words. There's no magical thing. You just have to fight. And you will notice that the warfare has probably increased a little bit as you become more and more aware of what your internal self-dialogue does. So look forward to this. We're going to get to some biblical self-talk and how to do that and what the difference is and, and how to move into that because we have to replace it with something. Our brain is not going to suddenly stop talking. It's going to talk the entire time. Our whole life is going to talk. It's not about stopping the talking. It's about changing what you're talking about. So may the Lord grant you a strength and courage and revelation knowledge about the voices that you have. Thank you guys for listening. I look forward to next week. Bye-bye. Soul Lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.